0: MyHappyDesires.com Visit us at MyHappyDesires.com and add some toys to your toy box. Let your imagination be the guide to your stress relief. MyHappyDesires.com has everything for the perfect play night. Alone or not, you choose. Fuel your desires without breaking the bank. MyHappyDesires.com
1: okay there it is all right here we are yeah sorry folks i'm a little distracted yeah
2: you weren't over there spanking at the young smurf are you that's
1: what it was i was i was banging one out real quick and i got lost in the in the smurfdom right (laughs) so anyway that is i i heard this from a couple of people that I do believe, and people that I'm sure you can figure out who. Mm-hmm. But I also heard it kind of third hand from somebody that we don't get along with. Okay. Via text, that that is indeed what's going on. All right. Like a text was received by somebody we do like from somebody we don't like. Gotcha. That that's what's going on, and it's somebody that would know. Okay. So I'll tell you but I'm not telling nobody else. And of course, you know, um, that guy. Oh, okay. And he would know. And, and how is he involved? I can't really say that. <laughs> oh, okay, All right. All right. I can't really say why. Cause then it gives it away, but he's, okay. he definitely is in the mix. Okay. Fair enough. So this is, uh, again, didn't hear nothing. Didn't hear nothing directly from anybody in the band because it's poison. I'm not buying it for one fucking second. Right. You know, and, um, you know, they'll do what they're going to do. You know, they'll perform on stage. And I would love to see the video from tonight to see if Brett goes up and hugs up on CC after his solo or whatever. If he stays clear of the band for the whole set. Right. Which is what I'm betting. You're going to see if you look at the video tonight is you'll just see you'll just see him out front and the band will stay way the fuck away from him. Sure. (laughs) So that's what I'm hearing. I don't know. I mean, what do you think? Is that sound about right? Yeah, I would say, yeah,
2: that's what I'm saying. I mean, we've been around long enough that whenever you see press releases and you know, there's, there's real, no good explanation and, or it's just a um, general explanation Mm -hmm. of you just like, okay, what's really going on there?
1: Yeah. Well, the, the whole explanation of it's a reaction to medication and I can play a show, but I can't do a meet and greet. Yeah. That doesn't jive. Something there does not work out quite right. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. All right. Uh, according to the,
2: the news story, uh, mm-hmm. Michael's was hospitalized after quote unquote, suffering a bad reaction to a medication. Just before he was set to take the stage with his band Poison in Nashville on Thursday. Mm. Members of the band who are currently on a stadium tour with Def Leppard, Motley Crue, and Joan Jett took to the stage to announce Brett had been taken to the hospital, uh, attendees allege The band uh, decided to refrain from uh, performing that day in light of Brett's absence. The medical emergency (laughs) happened just before their set, according to TMZ. Citing insiders, the outlet reports that the rocker may have suffered a bad reaction to a COVID-related medication.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Got a bad shot. Imagine that. Yeah. The
2: medication may have triggered a reaction due to his diabetes. It's unknown how this will impact the future dates, but with Poison's website still showing them set to perform at the TIAA Bank Field in Jacksonville, Florida on July 2nd, that would be tonight. Mm-hmm followed by a slew of other dates. The band has not uh, yet addressed Brett's health issues on social media, but fans took to Twitter to wish the icon. Well, the icon, the
1: icon is the icon. Okay. (laughs) That tour is a disaster. Mm. Can they have anything else go wrong? They had the torrential downpour. Yeah. Tommy's ribs. Well, I guess, have,
2: I guess he's playing full shows now. Uh,
1: what a brave soul he is to soldier on the way he has. He really is a man's man. The way he has just powered through this injury.
2: Right, exactly.
1: <laughs> and, I mean, what what's next? Def Leppard, um, what, Rick Allen loses another arm? <laughs> well, you know what, to be honest with you,
2: with, with the uh, reputation that Def Leppard has. I think, I think they're the ones who, uh, you know, in all of this, uh, are probably the most dedicated, most legitimate band on this tour.
1: Oh yeah. I, I definitely wouldn't disagree with that. Mm-hmm. You know, the problem is with, with them is they just don't sound that great anymore. Yeah. I mean, they're okay. They're not the worst. They, they sound all right. I mean, they don't sound like 1985 or 87 Def Leppard or whatever, but you know, I mean, who does? <laughs> I mean, if you want to get right down to it, who really does? But dude, I I have a story about Def Leppard um as well. Uh not on this tour. I'll let you finish the tour thing and then we'll get to this yeah, Def Leppard that's all, story. That's all I had. All right. So there there's this video and again, I None of this, I'm sure, is, is um fact. It's it's all guesses at this point, but um uh, there's this guy, and I, I I'm gonna say something here that I don't normally say because normally I just blow this kind of shit off like Kay. immediately. Okay, but I watch this guy, there's this guy, and he's nobody, he's just a dude, and um Heath says and makes a point that the new album, Diamond Star Halos with Def Leppard Mm -hmm. has no Rick Allen on it other than just pictures of Rick Allen in the, in the, in the booklet, you know, and and watching this, let me pull it up, watching this guy, I sort of believe him. Okay. And, and that's, you know, I I don't normally fall for this kind of nonsense. So if I'm if I'm a rube on this one, just tell me that I'm being a fucking idiot. But he he makes some very good points here about Rick Allen not playing on this on this Def Leppard album. So let me play some of this and then we'll we'll stop. All right, here we go. This guy's name, by the way, if you're looking for him on YouTube, is the Bald Shredder. So I don't even know how I found this video. Like nobody sent it to me or nothing. It just popped up somehow. Okay probably i was looking for you know losers going to the stadium tour or something on youtube and this popped up all right but um he makes some valid points about this fucking def leppard record so let's check out some of this
0: did rick allen play the drums on the new def leppard album diamond star halos Whoa. Hey guys, what's up? So, I got my copy of the new Def Leppard CD, Diamond Star Halos. I got the Target limited edition special edition whatever with the colored cover.
1: Oh, good for you, aren't you special? <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right.
1: That might have that might have been cool back in 1995. That's not cool anymore, is it? I got the special edition. Yeah. Stop it.
2: That's a that's a uh, long-haired micism.
1: Yeah, you know what? They're all special editions now cuz nobody buys physical media, you dick. But anyway, listen I don't mean to bang on this guy. <laughs> all right, here we go.
0: And I've been listening to it for several days. It's awesome. Oh. I love it. As I'm listening to the CD the first day, as I like to do, I like to read through the credits in the booklet and read all the information You know, as a hardcore, true Def Leppard nerd, I have to read everything and see what it says, including all the thank yous and everything. So something really caught my eye. First of all, the album was produced by Ronan McHugh and Def Leppard. And also, in case you don't know, if you haven't seen it in any interviews or anything, they recorded this album differently than they've recorded all their previous stuff. They were not like all together in a studio in one location recording everything like they've always done in the past.
1: Have they always done it that way in the past? No idea. I always thought that they did like their parts and then they would have Rick do the drums last. I, I know I always heard that because since he can't fucking play, they can't really like jam with him. Right. You know, so they, they record all the music and then have him throw in the beats behind the music was what I had al- always heard. So yeah. I and, don't know. And, that it, and, and uh, to be
2: honest with you, just, you know, just in the, uh, Experience that I have, mm-hmm. I don't know any whole band that just shows up at the studio together and records anymore. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of people come in and they record their parts.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and I and I don't, to be honest with you, in this day and age, I don't think too many people actually go to studios anymore. No, they they just, just do their shit at their house anymore, and. Yeah. You know, send their tracks in and they mix them and you know, then they do their tweaks and all that shit. But as far as like showing up at an official studio, I don't think many people do that much.
1: Yeah, this guy's still watching that Motley Crue Don't Go Away Mad Just Go Away video. And he's like, Yeah, that's how it's done.
2: Yeah, not anymore. I don't Mm -hmm. I don't think fans have done that and
1: probably since that Motley Crue video. Nice. All right, let's get to more of this because he gets right to the guts of it. Here we go.
0: Because this was recorded like during the pandemic and the lockdown and all that stuff that was going on, this was recorded like remotely in literally different parts of the world. And each guy was recording their parts, the vocals, the guitars, whatever. And then they were sending them to the producer, Ronan McHugh. And then he was like, putting everything together like a mad genius. Okay, so what in the booklet (laughs) caught my eye? Well, after every song, they've got some credits about who did what, who played what, who sang and so forth, and who wrote the song. Every single song says the following statement, Ronan McHugh, drum programming. Whoa. Every song. I've never seen a credit like that on any previous Def Leppard album. So right away, the wheels start spinning.
1: The wheels are spinning, Neely. He's a super sleuth. He really. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know how I found that out? I read the credits. Yeah, he's a um, he's
1: the heavy metal Inspector Gadget. <laughs> he is. Adam him. Him McGruff. <laughs> <sighs> Okay. All right, but this is interesting. I, I, I will give this guy credit. I, again, don't know who this guy is, you know, but uh, he is right. I, I, as much, you know, I don't really have nothing to bash him about. I think he's probably right. It's just interesting that nobody's talking about this except the bald shredder.
3: Yeah, well,
2: again, I mean, it's, I mean, do we really care?
1: i think guys like him um, that have their their nice brand new def leppard t-shirt on and really care about def leppard probably do okay all right let's watch some more of this cat this guy here we go
0: did he program all the drums on the album and rick allen didn't play or have anything to do with the drum programming that's the question for this video Mm -hmm. and this is not meant as any kind of disrespect to the band or to rick allen because i love the band and rick is amazing you're not going to find a more inspirational person than a guy who gets in a car accident loses his arm and then continues to play drums for one of the biggest bands in the entire world and he's
1: inspirational All right. He's a bit of a fan. (laughs) (laughs) I like the fact
2: that he's got that uh, vintage poster back there with Def Leppard. Of course he does. Crocus and John Butcher Axis.
1: Yeah, John Butcher Axis. Haven't heard that name in forever. Jesus. All right. A little more of this guy.
0: Still doing it. So it's really just a question of what happened on the album? How did they record it? Was it necessary? Was it more efficient? Okay, so normally guys, when somebody does like additional drum stuff, maybe you know somebody recorded the drums, but then they wanna add in some additional stuff, it'll usually say in the credits, additional percussion, additional drums, and then the name of the person. And in this case, I think if he was just adding to what Rick did, it would just say, it wouldn't be on every song, and it might be like at the very end, or even if it was listed on every song, it would say additional drum programming, but it does not. It is missing the word "additional." But that-
1: dun dun dun! Oh man, <laughs> I think he broke the case. <laughs> the super sleuth is on it. It doesn't say "additional." No, this diamond star halos is a fraud, and yeah. the bald shredder found out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, what what I find interesting is that they use the uh, the term "drum programming."
1: Yeah and what would you use? I mean well, that's what they're uh, doing. Yeah, I know, but, but
2: arrangements, not programming. I mean unless unless they used drum machine for the whole album. Well,
1: I think that's what he's saying is that the well, producer well, just used a drum machine. Yeah. And that Rick didn't play at all. Yeah, so they just they had a drum machine play all the tracks, I guess. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. So All right, some more of the Bald Shredder. He's on the case. Does he not look like a cancer-ridden Bill Burr? He
2: does. He looks a
1: little a little sickly. He does. He looks looks like he needs a sandwich. He does. Jeez. Eat something, my friend. Not as much as me, but eat something. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Here we go.
0: That's not the only clue. What? If you look on the second page, you open the, the little booklet, booklet here, and you look on the second page, it says, first of all, additional engineering by vivian campbell phil colin joe elliott rick savage nothing about rick allen
1: oh my god okay.
0: then it says recorded at so where were all the things recorded at number one joe's garage dublin ireland well that's where joe recorded his vocals number two phil's sweatshop laguna hills california usa that's where phil recorded all his stuff at his house Sav's bass Sheffield, UK. Okay, that's where Sav recorded his stuff. He's in Sheffield. And finally, Viv's Guitar Shed, New Hampshire, USA. And that's where Vivian recorded all his guitar parts. And I saw an interview with Vivian talking about how they did it and saying he had to get his computer set up, he had to get software, and he would record a guitar part, and he might record like four or five guitar solos, and then he would just send like those... Raw tracks to the producer Rona McHugh, and the producer would take everybody's stuff stuff from Joe, Sav, Phil, Vivian and build the song, put the song together. Basically,
1: wow! In other words, he did what a producer does in 2022.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's how that's how the new Docking record
2: is recorded.
1: Yeah, that's how the new every record is recorded
2: these days. That's what they did. They, They Don recorded his parts at his place, John recorded his parts at his place. Yeah. Chris and BJ recorded their parts at their place, and then they sent it off, off to Australia. And Kevin Shirley, you know, yeah.
1: did, the rest. did his thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how it works these days. But the question is, did BJ Sampo play his parts, or was it was there additional programming by Kevin Shirley?
2: I'm I'm sure it was all BJ.
1: Are you sure? I don't I'm know. Pretty, pretty damn positive. We might have to make a YouTube video of our own to un unwrap the. The secret of the docking drums on the new docking record. Kelly Kelly,
3: you're on the air. A couple of things. This is ridiculous for a start. Rick Allen's out there playing drums now. So, you know, so what? There was maybe one death Leopard album. He didn't play drums on this. This guy's got way too much time on his hands. And I think he's just trying to start crap. For death Boy,
2: talk about calling the kettle black. Jesus. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, you're, the, you're one of the worst ones that pick things apart like that you're the one who does do you really think that so and so played on that album you're one of the worst ones Tim you and this guy are kindred spirits
3: uh, I don't recall ever doing that <laughs> what? It, um, no no I, I, I honestly don't I honestly don't recall ever doing that Anyway, um, the other reason I'm calling is, with this poison thing, if people pay for a meet and greet and they don't get it, do they get their money back?
2: Well, I I would think that if they don't get their money back, that they probably get some kind of like a voucher or something for a future show or a future meet and greet or maybe merchandise or maybe they get an autograph in the mail or who knows? I, I don't know what they're what their inner workings are like, but I don't think they're just going to walk away. It goes, well, I spent, you know, an extra hundred to meet the great Brett Michaels and I didn't get it. So I guess they can keep the money. I don't, I'm sure they'll come up with something to replace it if they don't give them some kind of a refund. Who knows?
1: They'll give them
3: a refund. Well, I mean, well who knows?
1: Live Nation's been hanging on to everybody. They'll, they'll give them a refund because even trying to work out a, a merch thing <clears throat> that still has to be agreed upon by the fans and that's way too much work they'll just refund the money it's it's not worth it for anybody to hold the money
2: or give them a credit toward another show or something
1: who knows yeah they might do that but even that i mean people could argue that point and say that's not worth doing you know also
3: also the other thing before i hang up why do you think Poison hasn't changed their set list with the exception of the native tongue to us since about 1991
1: because they haven't had any new music that's been any good since then. They, they, they're they, a hit span,
2: they people want to hear the hits, and that's what they bring them. That's it.
3: Well, well that's where that's why you got to give whether you like the new albums or whether you don't, that's where you got to give Death Leopard and Joan and Jet and and um. Molly Crew credit because at least they're trying to make new music. And I, I saw the other day that Ricky Rock had saying, Oh, we might make new music. Those guys will never make new music. Haley Chill. <laughs> all
2: right, there goes Tim. Well, the new music is called Brett Michaels Band. Yeah. There's plenty of that. And it's terrible. Yeah, you know, that's, you know, as far as the band Poison, the unfortunate thing about Poison is it all hinges on Brett. If Brett's not part of it, it's not Poison. Brett is, you know, so without Brett, there's no poison. So Brett saves his music and his recording for his own shit. He he could care less if they have another poison record.
1: Right. I love Tim saying that this guy's crazy for making this observation. At least this guy like dug into the record and has a reason for it. I mean, he's showing the credits where Rick, Rick Allen is not credited. Yeah. It's not, to me, that's not that crazy when he's showing that he's not credited. Yeah.
2: He's not, he doesn't have a recording space listed and yeah, he's not listed as a, in the credits on the songs.
1: Yeah. So that to me doesn't sound too nutty. Does it to you? Not at all. You know, I mean, I admit this guy's a bit of a, of a fan, but <laughs> I'm sure he's not so much of a fan that he would say that generation swine is a good record, but right, you know, exactly. I wonder what this guy would say about like records like X or whatever. If he would say, well, those are quality. Like, too. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, this guy here, I got I got the new Diamond Star Halo. I love it. It's great.
1: It's fantastic. Best it's like, ever. <laughs> it's
2: like, hey, That's not
0: great or fantastic.
1: No, it's not. Are <laughs> right, you want a little more of this cat? Yeah, just a little more. All right. A little more of him.
0: Basically. So the point is, in the credits about where the things were recorded, Joe, Phil, Sav, Vivian, there is no credit saying where Rick Allen recorded his stuff. So again, this is just leading me to believe that Rick didn't actually play any drums on this CD. I have to say, as a fan, I am I was initially very disappointed with that idea. And, just disappointed because I'm such a fan that you know I I want my guy Rick Allen he's my guy I want
1: that is the dumbest shit ever. Literally, if this fucking guy just heard the music and didn't read the credits, he would have no idea.
2: Yeah, unless he had that special booklet, yeah, he would, he would have just accepted it was Def Leppard, a hundred
1: percent. When he heard the two or three singles for this album, he goes, hey, take what you a minute. No, he didn't say that. He was like, This fucking rules.
2: He was, no, he went, Hey, wait a minute. It's missing an element there. Something's wrong there. It's just a minute. I think that's Rowan
1: McEwen that's doing the drum programming. I don't hear Rick's signature sound in there. Yeah. I don't hear his 2 4 timing.
2: (laughs) He doesn't have that swing. Wait a minute. I'm not hearing that swing.
1: (laughs) Right, come on, give me a little credit for the two-four timing. That's a fucking great line. Come on. <laughs> All right, a little more of this fucking guy, and then we'll get out of the, out of him. Here we go.
0: Him playing the drums on the album, um, but I do understand, you know, because of the way it was recorded. They're recording in different countries, and maybe it just didn't make sense for Rick to do the drums. Maybe it just wasn't very efficient. Also, if you're not aware of the way Duff Leppard does their recording, the drums are the very last thing that they record. They do everything else first. All the guitars, the bass guitars, the vocals, everything. And then the drums come last. So maybe it just made much more practical sense for the producer to do the drum programming because he's the one uh, you know, assembling everything, getting all the parts from the different guys, and putting it together.
1: Well, if that's the case, then why wouldn't every band just fucking have the producer do all of it? Because I'm sure that's more efficient. Because yeah, we want we want it to be
2: authentic,
1: man. <laughs> the reason you would have Rick Allen come in and play the drums, even if it's not efficient, is because he's the drummer of Def Leppard, right? Not not Rowan McHugh or whatever his name is. Yeah. all right that's all i got for this guy he just goes he he starts talking to circles from here so yeah but there's his proof what do you think probably not he probably didn't play yeah that's what i think too but you know again does it
2: matter to you nope no didn't make a difference to me
1: yeah it doesn't matter at all i mean who cares at this point do you care who who fucking plays on any of these records Nope, not anymore.
2: Yeah.
1: Show up, do the video shoot. It's fine. Show up, do the photo shoot. You're in the band.
2: Yeah. That's all anybody needs to know. I I know of several recordings that the main character, the main band guys, didn't play. I mean, obviously, Kiss was one of them. Yeah. You know,
1: wasn't Warrant one of those?
2: They, they might have been.
1: Was it the first warrant? Like Fred Curry played drums, or or Cinderella? Fred Curry didn't play drums, or something.
2: He, I don't think he played drums on any of the Cinderella records.
1: No. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, but yet he's in the photos. Yeah, and he's he, on gets the tours. he gets
2: and he's credited on the drums. Yeah. So, you know, it's it does a, you know who cares? They've been doing this for forever. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you know. It's the band, and, and I, uh, you know, again, I'll, I'll go back to one of my favorite bands, Chicago. Chicago 16, even though it was a big comeback record for them, only like two or three of the guys in the band Chicago played on that record. The rest yeah. of it was on, like Steve Lukather played most of the guitars, if not all of them. Sure. Actually, the band Toto probably played a majority <laughs> of that album. Seriously. Right. I and, believe it. And uh, David Foster played a majority. About the only ones who actually participated in that record was the horn section, um,
1: Peter, Peter Cetera.
2: Cetera. And that was about it. Yeah. Like four out of the seven guys participated in that record. Uh, Robert lamb was in, uh, was in rehab, right? So he's barely on that record and didn't really write much on that record. The majority of that record was written between Peter Cetera and, and, um, David Foster
1: right
2: so, so yeah so i mean, but, but they were all credited and uh-huh. you know but it was a big record for them but nobody said hey is that steve lukather on guitar
1: yeah no you know, no nobody's nobody did that well dude the most famous thing i've ever done was the the interview with peter chris when i asked peter chris if kevin valentine um if Kevin Valentine played the drums and he got all, well, I did the best I could and it got all mixed around and I don't know what ended up being used and what didn't. Yeah. Like, oh, okay.
2: Remember that controversy, uh, that, that I stirred up with Blackie Lawless and, and Frankie Manali.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: That,
2: remember, yeah. Remember I asked straight out because I got real, you know, chummy with Blackie and Blackie was being very open and honest with me. Yeah. You know, because nobody else asked the question and it hit the news stories like crazy. And, you know, it's like Blackie said he played the drums on the album and he wanted Frankie to be on the album. And he took Frankie's contributions off because Frankie wouldn't rejoin uh, the Wasp lineup. So he said, fuck him. He's yeah. not on the record now.
1: Yeah. And I think that was such a bad thing. that it caused a riff that never ended with, yeah, with us and, and it Frankie.
2: It did. It absolutely <laughs> did. Because then other people were asking the question. I remember that CC banana. Yeah. Cornered Frankie after, you know, it was broadcast on this show and Mm he got all pissy
1: with him about it. Mm -hmm. Frankie got all pissy about a lot of things.
2: I understand that. But, and you know, the thing is, is we, we have had the opportunity to break some stories, not, not out of maliciousness or anything. Mm -hmm. And it, Caught fire and other people asked the question after that, the, the whole Jan Keeneman thing was another <laughs> one. That's the Alzheimer. I mean, I mean, you know, we heard from a firsthand source about mm. that, that punch out. Yeah. that we heard
1: that she got punched in the face by her husband <laughs> <laughs> who told you that, who told you that find that clip can you find that clip real quick you have that don't you Uh,
2: i have to look it up i I have it but i don't know where it is right yeah i mean search through the archives
1: that was i will say this about that one that was one of the most uncomfortable moments in the history of the show and boy that publicist was pissed boy why did you sandbag her like that? Oh boy! And then you doubled that down with my giving them what one out of a hundred on a on a review. <laughs>
2: yeah, and I got then I got face to face with Jan Keeneman about it. You tell your partner Chris <laughs> as, as I'm helping them as I'm helping them out of the hotel with all their baggage and stuff, trying to show that I was a pretty nice guy about everything. that's fucking hilarious. I'm I'm carrying their baggage out to their van and stuff, helping them with their shit. And the whole time she's giving me an earful about you.
1: Yeah. About me. (laughs) That shit was funny though. And and I wasn't wrong on that record. No No, one liked that record. You know, that, that was just very
2: unfair of your partner to give them a, a one like that. These girls worked really hard and they were (laughs) really proud of this. And, you know that that was just a slap in the face, and you tell your partner when you talk to him that you know that was just downright mean, and oh, <laughs> so funny! <laughs> was funny man. I'll never that, that someday, if and when a book gets written about this legacy of the show, that that uh-huh. you know
1: there there's just so many stories. Oh yeah, that <laughs> was one of the Alzheimer's. Oh boy, that just. Jan Keeneman. Who would have ever thought we would get that much mileage out of Jan Keeneman? Then everybody started
2: asking the question.
1: And then yeah, and, and I and I get where they would be mad at us because, because now they gotta address it. <laughs> well, they really should have been mad at the person that was on the tour that told us.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Not not us. You know, we just asked the question. Yeah, she could have said no comment. True. But instead, she, because it, it hit so close to the bone
2: and she knew it to be true, her reaction said it all. Yeah. That, who oh, told you that? It was, oh, <laughs> immediately. Oh,
1: who told you that? Who told you that? <laughs> Too good. That's, and, that's and, funny and, shit. And
2: then there was dead air. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, real quick g- circling back around like Jen Saki back to poison. Yeah. uh uh-huh. Um, Brett Michaels released a statement today. Yeah. In light of my recent medical situation and treatment, I am very exciting to try to attempt to bring all the positive energy vocals and give you all that I have on the stage tonight. I promise as I always do. To do the best I can and give you all I've got. As the, as for the awesome poison meet and greet, you know I always give a thousand percent for the thousand dollars that you paid.
1: That's right, one percent per buck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> During which the meet and greet on uh, on and on stage, doctors yeah. have highly recommended that I continue to rest and try to save all my energy I can for the show. Therefore, I will not be able to get the meet and greet this evening. I encourage you to go see the other guys and enjoy their meet and greet.
1: Yeah, he's got COVID. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Let's be clear and, and not say that we're saying this as a fact because I don't really need a lawsuit, but I think he has COVID.
3: Okay. What enough. do you think?
1: What do you well, think?
2: I mean, it sounds plausible. Let's just put it that way. Right all right well speaking of another of cancellations yes white snake has canceled the remainder of its european tour due to quote-unquote continuing health challenges yes does that mean david's voice is shit well yes (laughs) Earlier today the the band's front man david coverdale released the following statement by way of social media it is with the deepest sadness that I must announce that due to continuing health challenges, i.e., my vocals suck, doctors ordered and uh and doctors' orders and our concern for everyone's health and safety, white snake is unable to continue its European farewell tour. Mm. <laughs> Do you think there's a COVID issues there? Yes. Okay. Do you know yeah, that? I, you heard that from someone?
1: Yes. Okay. I'm just asking. Yeah, dude, the COVID's back. These guys, look. If you go, if you just look through Blabbermouth, you'll find five, six shows that five or six shows and/or tours that were canceled last week. Okay. White Snake, Poison. Um, there, I don't know. Jeff Scott Soto put it on his Facebook, and he had like all of them listed, and there was like six of them. And he's like, "I hope this isn't coming back again." And it's like, dude, of course it's coming back again. These guys went from not playing any shows for fucking two years, and now all of a sudden they're out there playing shows for fucking 30,000 people. Of course, people are going to get sick. Mm-hmm. But the White Snake thing—I'll let you finish the press release because I have a second press release. Oh, okay, that pretty much says that White Snake are being shitty. So go ahead.
2: All right. I extend my sincere apologies to all of White Snake's amazing fans who have been looking forward to the remaining scheduled shows on this tour. All of our amazing, fabulous snakes and tour personnel who have been working so hard to put on these shows and all the promoters and all the professionals who have helped set up the tour. I appreciate and love you all. Last month, White Snake scrapped three shows on the tour Due to an infection with the sinus and trachea suffered by David Coverdale. David turned 70 in September and was not the first member of Whitesnake to fall ill during the group's current European uh, tour. Guitarist Reb Beach missed several shows on the track last night after being under the weather. Under the weather. (laughs) Sure, he was. Mm
4: -hmm. Uh,
2: uh, On June 25th, Whitesnake canceled his show at the Rock Imperium Festival. Mm -hmm pain due to the fact that drummer Tommy Aldridge went down and was bad enough at the time to have missed the first show ever in his career, according to David Coverdale.
1: Yeah. So three guys out of six came down with something.
2: They were under the weather.
1: Yeah, they came down with something that was that incapacitated them and they were not able to play. Right. Guess they didn't have any bathrooms available to play in. Sure. Yeah, well, you mentioned Rock Imperium. Yes, the guys at Rock Imperium are very pissed off. Okay, about White Snake because White Snake, the way they canceled this, according to Rock Imperium, is really shitty. And I'll oh. read exactly what they wrote. They really spelled this out. Okay, so um, I got this statement. It's a statement regarding White Snake's unilateral cancellation. I'll pop it up on the screen. Okay, so, so that people can see. Oh, uh, what is this thing called? This promoter. It's a big, long statement. Wow, look at that! <laughs> and I'll I'll give it a little bit of read. I'm going to skip through some of it, but um, it says number one: White Snake's performance was booked as of June 17th and paid a hundred percent in advance of the June 18th, 2021, first payment and the June 16th 2022 second payment. So basically they're saying that they paid the whole
2: Yeah, they the paid whole the freight. Deposit, they paid their deposit and then they paid the the balance.
1: Right. White Snakes team, backline, backstage and crew were already at the festival before 8 a.m. in the morning to prepare for the band's performance who weren't there yet. Please check some pictures in the same in this same statement. So apparently they hired you know whatever whatever team they had to hire to to handle white snake
2: yeah the backline crew
1: backline crew mm-hmm. at 123 we received a call from white snake's agent indicating that the band's drummer tommy aldrich was very ill with a high fever and that he could not perform okay we appealed to the band's sense of professionalism so as not to leave fans stranded but their agent was blunt Stating that the show was 100% canceled by the band, and that Tommy Aldridge's health was the reason for the cancellation. We asked him to send us a statement to inform fans, and to send us the medical certificate justifying the cancellation. Okay. So this is where it gets fucking ha- hairy here. And I, how much do you think White Snake made to headline this festival? Probably a good amount, right?
2: Probably. I, I'm going to guess half Qu- a million. I was going to say a quarter,
1: but it could yeah, be. It could more. be. Yeah. So so whatever it is, it's a lot of money, and it's probably a lot of money. rock. Imperium. I've never heard of this festival. Not trying to smash it or nothing, but it, you know, it's not Vakin. You know, it's not Vakin that you know has a shit ton of money behind it. Mm-hmm. All right. So here we go. During the following hours, we sent them emails and phoned them and urged them to send us both. But they didn't answer the emails nor the phone calls. Okay. At 2 50 p.m., with only three hours and 40 minutes to go before White Snake's performance, we uploaded the statement announcing the cancellation according to the reason they had given us. At 6:15 PM, they sent us an email with the following statement to replace the previous one. See, I love this. These guys basically put out their shitty statement and White Snake got mad so then they wrote their own statement. Right. <laughs> so it says, "Dear White Snake fans, please know that we are doing everything in our power to bring you the best high energy and exciting shows we possibly can. We always strive to deliver 100% as White Snake fans always deserve that much and never anything less." Well, guess they haven't heard David's voice on the Purple Tour. But <laughs> that's a whole nother issue i guess our desire is to complete our european tour with the same passion in which we started it we knew embarking on this tour could present many new obstacles and potential issues which has been unknown to us on previous tours please know we are doing everything in our power to work through these unprecedented challenges We are a close-knit band. We love each other, and we love you. We appreciate you, and as always, we thank you for your support. We sincerely apologize to our Spanish fans for unavoidably having to cancel tonight's show. But, dude, and I agree with the promoter on this one. They sent this at 6 fucking 15.
2: Yeah, what, an hour before they had
1: to take the stage? (laughs) That's pretty weak. Yeah. They should have sent that. They had to know in the morning, didn't they? Well, they did. They did know because they sent the
2: thing like in the afternoon.
1: Yeah. And and the backline team was ready to go at eight in the morning. Mm -hmm. Oh, our reply was that the statement was useless because it didn't give any explanation as to why the show had been canceled. The audience deserves respect and has the right to know. We insisted they should send us a statement with the real reason for the cancellation and the justification for it, and that we were not going to post their statement because we felt it was disrespectful to the fans, as it seemed that they canceled the show simply because they didn't feel like coming to Cartagena. I guess that's the city, Cartagena. Okay. But they kept insisting on posting their nonsensical press release without giving any further explanation. I agree with this guy, don't you, with the promoter?
2: Yeah, well, again, there's a promoter that says, well, give us the real
1: reason. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, he wants the real reason, you know, because now he's going to have to sue these guys to get this fucking $500,000 or $250,000 back.
2: Yeah, whatever it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We warned them that if they had canceled the show with no justified cause, they would have incurred, they would have incurred in a serious breach of contract, thus damaging the fans, the organization, etc. At that moment, they threatened us with denigrating the organization with absurd and unfounded complaints about organizational problems, in order to be able to perform their show—an absolute lie as their equipment was almost ready for the sound check, in fact, 42 of the 43 scheduled bands performed without any problems at all. And exactly the only ones claiming problems are Whitesnake, who apparently did not even travel to to that city and flew straight from Nantis to Milan. And exactly when we mentioned their breach of contract, they then threatened to spread these absurd complaints about which they had absolutely nothing until then. (laughs) Wow. Mm -hmm. At the time of writing this statement, we still don't know why White Snake didn't travel to the Spanish city to play, leaving all their Spanish fans stranded and trying to justify it with excuses, but not giving a justification. It has been a fantastic first edition of the festival. Thanks to all of you and all the bands involved, as well as to the incredible team. Blah blah blah. And it goes on and on, but but um. But there you go. This guy called out White Snake for being fucking shitheads.
2: Yeah, they they weren't even in the city when they said, "Hey, uh, our drummer sick. We're here at the hotel and yeah, sick. They weren't no, even they'd... there. They hadn't even showed up yet.
1: No, they skipped. They just yeah. flew to Milan
2: to the next city. Well, what I'm saying is a lot of bands come in the day of the show. Mhm. They didn't even bother coming in. No. Or or the day before or whatever. You know, they don't fly in like the day before and it's like, "Hey, we're we're over here, we're at the hotel, but we can't make it over cuz, you know, our guy is sick or whatever the right. case." They didn't even bother even making it to the to the city. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That is
1: pretty bad. <laughs> yeah,
2: so go. there you go.
4: Yeah. Hey, Hey! Uh, what's up, you guys? Before you uh, drink the Kool-Aid and tell me to fuck off first, Chris, uh, thanks for your service. July 4th coming up. Just want sure. to clean that before you uh, call me a nut lapper. Um, <laughs> I've been in Hollywood a long time. Let me tell you something. I go First thing I do is I go on the, uh, uh, the N-I-G-G-E-R site, TMZ, and I just look <laughs> up the guy. Well, there was a big portrait of... Uh, Tommy Aldridge, and I'm thinking, as soon as he came up, I'm thinking, okay, well, Tommy Aldridge died. I mean, why would he be on TMZ, right? right. Well, two days before that, two days before that on TMZ, it said uh, Coverdale asks uh, Shanker, uh, the crazy one that used to be in the Scorpions, uh, Michael, uh, to join his band. And Michael's like, What well, don't you join my band? <laughs> and they keep... Came- <laughs> Out. Look, I've been in bands, dude. I know what it's like to have people drop out, be sick, and whatever. And 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 as far as Brent Michaels is concerned, that poor motherfucker with cancer and getting hit on stage by you know in Broadway and all that crazy shit. I know we hate him, and uh, you know you want it, and all. <laughs> That's one of yeah. my of you guys. <laughs> but let me say this, dude. Um, the, it's always, 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 whether it's a fake shooting to get our guns or whether it's whatever. It's a fake virus which does exist but not in the in the quantities that they just hide behind. Oh, it's a COVID fucking factor. It's not. They said the doctor said that interfere the vaccinations interfered with, with with Brett's diabetes medication. And that's a fucking fact. So you can go on big shoot and look it up all you want, but I'm telling you, TMZ and those guys brought it out first. Always, always, always pay attention to the first stories, not hiding behind COVID. 'Cause that's a bunch of fucking new world order bullshit. You know it and I do. So anyway, God bless you and uh, you know, suck a dick and uh <laughs> go job.
1: <laughs> All right. Suck a dick, huh? All right, well there you go. <laughs> I don't know that I went to bit shoot to get my my thought, but okay. <laughs> I just right. think that I just think that there's a COVID deal going. I think there's I think these guys I I think that there is COVID out there and it will fuck with their money. That's what I'm thinking is the problem with the poison tour. They can't say that he has COVID because it will fuck with their people will not go to the meet and greets. Well,
2: But here's the other thing. Yeah. Everybody was so hot and heavy on that COVID shot Mm -hmm. that you don't get it. You're unpatriotic. You're affecting your neighbor. You're this, that, and the other. Now these guys got COVID, and they probably got the double poke, the triple poke, the quadruple oh, yeah. poke, and they still got the COVID. Now oh. they're gonna go. Well, I can't tell people I got the COVID because I was the one who was out there saying oh. you got the shot. And I got the shot, and I was I was making a big stink about getting the shot, and oh. I got the shot. and I told everybody they had to get the shot. And I got the shot, but now I got the COVID. And how's that gonna look on me? Because I was the one insisting everybody get the shot.
1: And now you know you know what I'm saying? It's eating yeah, it's eating crow. It's just like ooh. Was Michaels one of them guys? I don't even know.
2: I don't know to be honest with you, but all those all those uh you know, performer guys. Yeah. I'm not saying Brett was one of the people, but th- that's all you heard for two years. Get mm-hmm. the pool poke get the poke get the poke yeah you, can you gotta anti- get the poke so we can play music for you it's, again you anti-vaxxers you anti-vaxxers <laughs> you anti-vaxxers you guys are spreading the covid You guys yeah. spreading the covid well i got the triple quadruple shot i got the covid now i can't say i got the covid because i was out there saying you gotta get the shot or you
1: get the covid yeah. so now you look like an asshole yeah and, and the the number of people that are dying young is really fucking scary. Like you, you, did you see that? Um, um, Joey Kramer's wife died. Yeah. 55. Yeah. Natural causes. I'm sure.
2: I'm sure. Well, not, not to be a conspiracy theory and theorist, and I'm not going to get into this, but, but the, the story, and again, I don't know how true the story is, but if you look in the soccer world, Hmm. A lot of these soccer players are getting knocked out due to blood clots, heart attacks, oh, wow. stuff. But the NBA no problems with it. Hmm. And there's been a rumor that they were not getting the shot.
1: The NBA didn't get the shot?
2: They they did get a shot, but it wasn't it wasn't the vaccine. It was like saline shots, just hmm. to.
1: Well, it's too bad they didn't give the real shot to LeBron.
2: I know, but that's that's what the underlying story is. I don't know how much truth there is to that. It could be conspiracy theory, misinformation. Sure. You know, but that's what I'm hearing that the uh yeah. that the multi multi billion dollar owners in um the NBA were just like, Fuck that, we're not doing that. Yeah. But we'll, we'll put on a show.
1: Mm-hmm. That could be, I, I don't know. I mean, again, we
2: don't know. We don't know, but that's, that's the rumor out there.
1: Yeah. That's- yeah. I mean, we don't know. And you know, the whole thing with, with Michaels, whatever he could very well just have, I mean, it could be exactly as is put out there that it is a bad reaction to a COVID shot. it be fair enough. But still, I still think that the, and especially because of the people that I've heard it from, I think the whole thought of it could really put a major dent in hundreds of thousands of dollars that they'll make right. off of the the meet and greets. Right. I think that that's a legitimate, that's why they would want to keep that quiet. I agree. Because then Maybe. people get spooked off. Yeah. Well, people aren't going to go. I mean, think about it. if, j- just thinking about if, if you thought Brett Michaels had COVID and you were a big Brett Michaels fan, would you still go and fucking shake his hand or hug up on him and take a fucking picture or whatever? I don't think I would. Not if he had COVID yesterday.
2: No, not yesterday. Of course not.
1: Well, I mean, he he announced it yesterday. He's playing a gig tonight. Mm-hmm. So if if, let's say Tuesday, if he had it yesterday, and Tuesday he goes back to doing meet and greets, if they say, well, Brett had COVID, but he's tested negative, are you going to fucking... <laughs> Hug up on them to take a, t- a picture. I'm not. <laughs> yep. I mean, I, again,
2: it's, it's, it's all control. Got to control, mm-hmm. got to control the narrative, got to control the spin. Right. You know, And, and again, mitigate your losses. Yeah. And we know how they love their
1: money. They do love the coin.
2: They love the money. So but yeah, but it's interesting because even going back to the whole Coverdale white snake cancellations and stuff. Yeah. Never heard COVID mentioned once.
1: No, of course not.
2: Under the weather.
1: Yeah. Well, again, they can't mention COVID because well, now they could mention COVID because they canceled the whole tour, but you know, but I, I don't know if there's a US tour that's booked behind it or or what. I mean, there might be a US tour coming. Probably is.
2: But again. It's, it's the whole narrative. Well, we couldn't go to Europe without getting the, the poke. Right. And we got the poke, but we still got the coof. Yeah. Nobody so, wants okay. to talk about that. But no, 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 no. We were, we were under the weather. We had the flu. <laughs> yeah.
1: And it is kind of ironic that two of the three guys that got sick and white are the old guys, mm-hmm. you know, the two 70 year old guys both got sick.
2: So, well, well. Yeah whatever everybody's got to control it control that narrative
1: yeah um have at it folks if you're going <laughs> to see white snake have a great time or or poison exactly i keep saying if you're going to the stadium tour have fun have at it
2: yeah old old sal he's been keeping an eye on the stadium tour giving me updates on from youtube <laughs> Well, I was going to get us tickets to go, you know, but it's getting worse and worse. Every show it's getting worse. It's like, dude, I, I don't want to go. I have, <laughs> I mean, I don't care if you bought me a ticket. I have zero interest in going, Right. Not, not only because I don't care about the show, but I have zero interest in traveling in that shithole Chicago to go to Wrigley field to see this fucking thing.
1: Yeah. And all the traffic and all and the, and
2: the parking and the traffic and the garbage and the, and the mayhem down there fuck
1: that yeah, and the potential of losing your life mm mm-hmm. mhm fuck that yeah no thanks yeah you couldn't get me to go I'm, i mean i think the cleveland show is monday maybe i think it might be the 4th of july is the cleveland show
2: okay well the uh the chicago show is is a week from or
1: on friday this coming okay. up yeah like, so what? it's probably right in this this way cuz usually you guys get it and then we get it or vice versa but yeah I don't know, and you know why I don't know? Because there's zero chance I go to that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I got no interest. I I could care less. I I could see all I want on YouTube.
1: Four bad bands for five hundred dollars? Fuck off.
2: Yeah, I don't think so.
1: Nope, with you.
2: Yeah, have at it. Yep. All right. Well, I say we take a break. Okay. And come back and do some more stuff. Sure. I got a request here since we are talking about, uh, um, Motley crew and the tour old Tori from, uh, Columbus okay. wants, wants to hear Vince Neil <laughs> solo. Sorry to hear that. Tori <laughs> wants to hear, uh, him, uh, covering my favorite band.
1: That's not a bad cover.
2: But does Chicago 25 or 6-4? to four? Yeah,
1: it's not terrible.
2: All right. Well, that's it's not great, even, but it's not terrible. Well, that's what they want to hear. Tori. Tori says, uh, hey, it's Tori from Columbus. Ooh. Happy 4th of July. 25 or 6 to 4 by Vince Neal.
1: Thanks, Tori.
2: <laughs> so we'll play it. Why not? Mm. Vince Neil.
1: I think is the bonus track on carved in stone
2: yeah i got it got it all right well we're going to play a few tunes we'll come back so here it is it's vince neal doing a chicago cover with 25 or six to four sands the horns yeah. ex- exclusively
1: here on your classic metal show. thanks for checking out this episode of the classic metal show Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out The Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and Kill. Fuck you, pal. And <laughs>
4: hand job!